We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. We lead a team of brave and brilliant story work counselors and coaches around the country, all committed to helping you come alive. Join us as we explore the sacred landscape of the human heart at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. In this season, we're inviting ministry leaders to join us to discuss the challenges they face as they lead and walk with others. So Chris, I love that it's just you and me again. It hasn't been just you and me on the Walking With podcast in months, which has been a delight, but it's fun to just kind of summarize with you what we've been hearing from these pastors and ministry leaders as I was just looking back through the last six episodes, thinking through the theme. I just hear such heaviness, such fatigue in all of the questions underlying each one. And that's not necessarily only true for people who are in full-time ministry and are leading spiritually. I think it's true for so many of us, but I definitely heard that as a theme. And I just think in light of how you and I have spent the last few days and where we are at in our own lives, it feels appropriate to talk about um, how do we fight for rest and delight and play in the midst of such weariness. And I use that, that one word fight very intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, where we have been in the last few days is I feel like I have literally been fighting for our lives and fighting for hope to stay alive because so many things have happened just for us and our family and, and personally in the last few days that it just feels it feels like I, th- there are two options, either lay down and give up or fight for your life. And what I don't want to say is that, you know, those that come to a place in the fight and you're just so weary that you do end up just needing to take a deep breath and put down the weapons and just put a blanket around you and circle up and, you know, and find a little comforting spot, right? That's not bad. It's not right or wrong. It's not good or bad, but I feel like that's what we've been doing is fighting for our lives and fighting for hope. Well, I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago when Texas just went under (laughs) and was in trauma, major tragedy had striked. I just think that was such, for me, it brought out like, okay, here's just another story of another friend or colleague who is navigating great loss and extreme grief. And there were, you know, exciting plans to play that week for some of our friends that got canceled because of another thing. And it was weather related. And, you know, a few weeks prior for somebody else, it was about their their move and just the, the hopes and dreams of finally being in a new home and like all the things that went wrong for that. And a few weeks before that, it was a friend's family with COVID. COVID struck the family and like it's one thing after another. And so fight feels such like such an appropriate word that we've all been doing through this year because why like why this year does it feel like it's it's not enough that it's just a global pandemic it's all the other things as well just trying to steal kill and destroy our living life fully isn't that what it feels like yeah it completely feels like that and when you say you know steal kill and destroy 
I do think there is a relentless nature to this, that this last 12, 14 months have just felt like this relentless deluge of challenge after challenge after challenge. And just like you said, if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not one person, it's another. If it's not, you know, the the pandemic, it's the Colorado fires, it's the Texas freeze, it's the what's looming right now in Colorado is not fires, but apocalyptic snowstorm is coming, ruining, potentially ruining spring break plans, which is also this coming week. And it just, it feels like it's one thing after the other. And and I want to put two words together and the word fight and the word play and to fight for play. Because, you know, the, the last several episodes we've been talking with people and the question is, how do we rest and where do we find peace and, uh, and all of that? And there are places where it just is to, to come to a place of sitting down and resting and getting good sleep or, you know, just circling up with your family and being alone in your living room kind of a thing. That's rest or reading a book. That's rest. But there's also something that, that we believe in regard to play, the theology of play is designed by, you know, it's play is designed by God to bring restoration. And if people are asking like, I am weary, I am weary, I am weary. And just one thing after the other, what are some things that I can do to break out of my weariness? Well, I would say, we would say, some of it is a fight to play and it might feel ridiculous. It might feel absolutely stupid that I'm going to go play in this way because what is that actually going to do? It's, it takes energy to play and I don't have energy or it, it takes planning and all plans get canceled. Well, you know, there's some level of cynicism that grows underneath that. But when we continue to fight to play, something happens, I think, in our souls and also something opens up when we play to bring about restoration. I think it's it's appropriate that you're the one saying this as an Enneagram 8. And I just want to share a couple stories with our listeners to illustrate the, the degree to which you will fight <laughs> for this. Um, what comes to mind is a spring break trip what, four or five years ago now, four years ago, we were determined to drive to California and we were super excited to see the Grand Canyon for the first time and to hang out by the beach for spring break. We don't normally take spring break trips. This was a big deal. We were all super excited. It had been a hard year and this felt like a a gift, a treat. And so we take off again, mid-March, when will we learn? that that this just doesn't go well. Anyways, we take off mid-March from Colorado, we drive south and we're driving over a pass when there's a little bit of some rock debris and there's one that's too large to miss to drive around. And the next thing we know is we're descending the, the pass on the other side, we start to see smoke from behind. And by the time we can pull into a gas station, our oil pan has completely drained and has been torn. And we are stuck in a small town in Colorado on Friday night and all of our hopes and dreams feel dashed. And the fight to continue on with this trip. I mean, you spent, we spent over an hour negotiating with a mechanic to A, stay open, B, lift our van up and check it out and find some alternatives and then try epoxy glue on the oil pan, convinced that it might work well enough. Then you spent over an hour on the phone trying to find a rental car for plan B. 
And then we were trying to find an, a hotel option for the next night since some special event was coming into town and there were there was no vacancy. I mean, it was a stressful evening, but it was a fight. And it was a fight because we were determined to experience the restoration that we felt God had for us. And lo and pull the next day, Ken the mechanic had glued our oil pan together. He said, you know, I think it's going to make it through the desert. I think I'd take my family in this car through the desert. And it did. It made it. And it actually made it for quite a few more years, didn't it? But like what an example of fighting to experience what we really believe, that theology of play, that that is what was for us. And it didn't matter that it was California or the Grand Canyon or a trip at all, right? But it was what we felt was on the horizon and what we were going to do to obtain it. And that's what I think you mean by a fight to play. I don't know what it is with us in spring break trips. And like you said, when will we ever learn? And yet at the same time, it's it, it might be stupidity. It might be that we don't learn from the lessons or it might be that we are just relentlessly hopeful that something good will happen. So yesterday I spent five hours on the phone with airlines renegotiating a new path for us to continue on the spring break trip that we're taking now in two days. And here we are in you know Colorado again and a spring snowstorm is coming. The airlines are freaking out and they're saying rebook, rebook, reschedule, all that. And so everyone from Denver is rescheduling their flights. And the moment that you get on the with an agent or whatever is the moment that the flight that you wanted is now booked by someone else and you have to re-divert somewhere else. And that, you know, it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. And uh, spending five hours on listening to hold music is not the idea of fun for me. But at the same time, it's like, I will not let this play, this trip that we've planned, which was already a plan B. We had scheduled uh, a trip over Christmas that got canceled because of COVID. And this was a reschedule of that trip. And here it was again, being threatened to be canceled completely. And, and I think just the two of us were like, we cannot allow another thing to go. And so I, and there's a fight and as an Enneagram eight, like I will not take no for an answer and I will continue to challenge. And there is a lot of energy in me to do that. And Unfortunately, at some points, I don't become, you know, I, I, I don't, kind Chris is not always present in those moments, as you know, but at the same time, we are going and I have rescheduled and we have found a way and we're still in some ways holding our breath because who knows what's going to happen, but we have found a way to leave a couple days early to get ahead of the storm and get out of Denver so that we can go. Here's the thing is that it is even if you attempt to fight and it doesn't work, that is still okay. Because there is something about the restorative nature of holding on to hope in the midst of the fight that you won't always win. And I don't always win. I do often in these scenarios, but I don't always win. And 
but keeping hope alive is part of the fight. Why do we fight for our children? Because we hope for something for them. Why do we fight for our marriage? Because we hope for something here. And even if we don't win every battle, let's continue to hope and fight to, you know, in the idiom, right, to win the war. Because if we, if we just continually lay ourselves down and give up and don't come back to the battle to fight, we're kind of giving in and giving over to, to something far, I think, far more detrimental. And I think that's important to say because not everybody is, is an Enneagram 8. Not everybody is as driven and tenacious as, and, you know, calling people to reconsider their answer, right? There's a lot of people who would, you know, just not do all of that. So I think it's important to say this isn't personality dependent, that it really is a choice to hold on tenaciously to hope. And I think, uh, you know, this year of all years, fighting back the cynicism, fighting back the chronic disappointment and seemingly endless tragedies to continue to believe that God has restoration for us and delights in our play as a father would his own children. That is so important to hold on to of all years. Totally. And so here's what I would say to, to people listening to us right now who may be on the other end of like, I have fought and I am tired and I am weary from my work. And just to imagine play right now is way outside the realm of possibility for where I am personally or relationally. And so I, I would invite you to be thinking about, well, in, in all of the spaces where this weariness might no longer be. So just imagine and it, what that might look like. Maybe that's heaven. Maybe that's back to, you know, last year, two years ago, five years ago, where there was a uh, just a, a, a space for delight and play uh, to think about what would it be for you to laugh? What would bring you joy? What would delight your soul? What would feel like abandon? What would be some of the, the things you would do, the things you would eat, the places you would go, the people you would be with? What would that look like? You know, for some people that is, I just talked to somebody yesterday about skydiving. I just, you know, for us that involves some sense of travel, for others that involves, you know, skiing or snowboarding or scuba diving, whatever it is, the, those places where you're like, I, I am free to just be and delight in what is around me. So I would invite people to come back to a place of what would that look like for me to be there and then step into like, what would it take for me to get there? What would it take for me to just have a little taste of that? And it doesn't have to be a massive trip, though it could be, uh, but what would it be for me to have a little bit of taste for that, to begin to play with the idea of play? And so if there's you know, a, a certain dish that you love that brings you delight, well, let's, let's begin to gather the ingredients for that dish. Or if there's a, a certain place on earth that, that you would love to go that would bring you delight and, and you could just see yourself in abandon and play in that place, We'll just begin to look on online at, at Yelp or travel at you know TripAdvisor or 
some you know Pinterest boards, not necessarily right now to plan the trip next week to go, but to allow for your heart to reawaken and come alive again to the idea that play is not something that is withheld from you. Play is something and hope for those things are, are places that you still might be able to get to. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think that's a great, even the ingredient thing is a great metaphor um, to just view it like that. We're just starting to collect the ingredients for the future dish that we will be able to yes. indulge in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope that our spring break actually happens. We're still two days out from the snowpocalypse of 2021 in Colorado. And I hope that for everybody else, there is a sense of encouragement and renewal to hope that God has that for each one of us. The Walking With Podcast is a product of ReStory Labs, the digital laboratory of Restoration Counseling Center. And did you know under ReStory Labs, we host another podcast called Thrive Marriage. If you or someone you know is married, subscribe to Thrive to hear professional and personal stories on topics relevant to couples who want more for their relationship. You can learn more about us on our website in the show notes, and we'll see you same time, same place next week.